It's Honey, You're Ruining Arcade, the parenting podcast, the number one parenting podcast from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network on the Go Loud Network and everywhere you get podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm joined as always by the brains of the operation, Tina. The brains. The brains of the operation. Let's face it, okay. people aren't coming here to hear what I think of the kids and what they do. No one's going to wonder what Jar's take is on, on breastfeeding. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know what I offer here, but I am... Uh, loving the questions that we have this week. Yeah. The topics we're going to cover is a kid that won't wear shoes. Yeah. Have you got a, have you got a kid that won't wear a jacket or yeah. won't wear a thing? Well, Tina might have the answer yeah. for you this week or certainly have Hopefully. a strategy. What's the second question, well, Tina? Well, breastfeeding and weaning your child off. How best my to do it? My specialist subject. Yeah. <laughs> you I do love the so breast. So much experience <laughs> with boobs. And after that, the final question. Bedwetting. Bedwetting. Again, so another one of mine. It's the three whammies today, really. Yeah. The yeah. three big ones. The three. Refusing, um, uh, trying to breastfeed and not breastfeed anymore, and then wetting the bed. Yeah. Well, look, uh, thank you all for submitting your emails to Honey, You Are Ruining Our Kid at gmail.com yeah massive it's, thank you because we're getting loads of emails in so I know there's a few people I haven't got back to yet but I'm really just trying to come up with the best strategy she's working I, on it and she's not at all stressed out by only because I want to get it right but I am happy to see all the emails come in I'm never mm. going to complain about that so keep emailing you want help come to me I will definitely reach back out to you we're off to Berlin I'm doing some shows we are going to Germany Germany the home of stand up (laughs) comedy Uh, and I'm touring around with my show Jarzilla so if you'd like to meet Tina and myself come to one of those shows we'll be in Bloomsbury Theatre in London on March 12th for the big St. Patrick's Day show we will be in Dundrum on March 18th we'll also be in Bristol on March 11th if you want to go to the hen and chickens there Uh, there's loads more dates you can find them all and yeah. what you're not saying is they're selling out really fast. So if you want I'm to come, so grab happy. your ticket fast because Charlotte so is flying it at the moment. Absolutely. So it's really nice. Um, let's get to it. Let's get straight to question number one. Okay, first question of the week. Thank you so much for the podcast. It's so refreshing and reassuring to listen to. And I'm finding it so helpful for the two kids I have under the age of two. Under the age of two. Whew. Okay. I was hoping that you would have any sort of advice to help with this. I have a 19 month old girl who is a strong, independent, amazing young lady. My favourite type of pretty girl. She has been walking since 11 months but has always refused to wear shoes. When you try to put them on her, she freaks out. I mean screaming to wake the dead, crying and pulling them off. As she's getting older, I'm getting more and more worried about it because she's missing out on so much exploring in parks and playgrounds. And now in creche, they have to leave her in the room while everyone does yard time. Oh, Oh, man. She's so tiny. This is terrible. (laughs) I know. Also, selfishly, we've a four month old who wants to be held all the time. So if we go anywhere, I end up carrying both of them. I don't think that's selfish. That's no. backbreaking yeah. if you're to try and hold both of these yeah, kids. Yeah, she needs this, she needs help. Sorry yeah, to say. we've tried softly messaging how great shoes are. Do you mean <laughs> leaving them no. around the house, making a big deal of us putting on our shoes? Look at us, the, the game I, show hosting. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. Watching Elmo, we've brought every kind of shoe, get her properly measured, and tried to get Crash okay. involved. None of it 
is working. We've mm. also just put them on and let her scream. It doesn't work. It just ramps up and she doesn't stop until okay. they are off. And I don't have the heart to listen to her scream that yeah, long. Well, she is well, a baby. Like that's she's true still as well. Baby, that's tough. When does it become traumatizing? Mm. Would you have any advice or is there something that will or is this just something that will work itself out? Which is a good question. Yeah. Thank you so much for your help. Love the podcast. Anonymous. Well, I mean, it's the cutest question ever. <laughs> like, I know this poor not mother. Not when they're screaming the house No, down. no, it's not. But I love the idea of this little strong willed one and a half year old. That that's mm. what we're talking about. 19 months. She's one and a half. And she's like, no, no it's shoes cute for if me. It's not your kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm terrible when it comes <laughs> to strong willed girls. I'm like, I'm terrible because I'm like, yeah, you ne- go Never on. lose yeah, that. No, you don't need to wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, she does need to wear shoes. Now, the mom's right. Hopefully this will work itself out but she's right right now she needs a plan because she's got a tiny little baby and she can't Mm. realistically carry two babies around the whole time she can't devote three days to sorting this out no what can she do this is a one and a half year old she has comprehension so your child at that age can understand what you're asking them to do they Mm -hmm. might not be able to explain their understanding but they definitely can Um, understand and hear you I was going to say follow orders but they definitely can follow orders Um, what can she do I everything they're doing so far would have been something I said the messaging is brilliant the only Mm. thing I'd add to that is get the little four month old in little shoes and talk Uh about how good Look at your sister's shoes. They're amazing. You hate when I do this. I You're always it. like bringing in the baby. No, I love it. But like Use I... Use that other child no, but definitely be like, one. Isn't she brilliant how she wears her shoes? Oh, they're so good on her. Just that kind of indirect, not really saying anything negative about the child, so, but just so, making sure she overhears her praising yeah. the baby for wearing so them. So don't praise the baby for wearing the shoes and then hold eye contact with... <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't do that because what will happen is you'll have a child who who starts modelling that behaviour. I mean, they model it all, don't they? But uh, also something that I think would work here is a visual board. And what I mean when I say that is just a piece of A4 card. Right. And maybe uh, if you have a Polaroid camera or one of those cameras, (laughs) you're always laughing at it. You have told me about this method and I think it's adorable. Yeah. So what this could work. What I need this mom to do, and I think this will work for this age, is you get Velcro and you take pictures of things that you do in your house that require shoes. So you take a picture of the shoes. You take a picture of maybe, you know, grocery store and the park. Take a picture of just outside. Take a picture of the playground. And then take a picture of things she likes, like a story, hugs from mommy, sweets. I don't know, are they allowed sweets at that age? Not really, but whatever. Biscuit. And um, then you make, you take loads of these pictures. And then, so what you do is you get the air floor piece of card. You get the three pieces of Velcro and you push. First, you put the picture of the shoes. Then you put the picture of, say, they're going to the park. And then you put the picture of the reward. So like the sweets or the biscuit or the book. And you explain to her, when you put on the shoes, we take this picture off. And then we're going to go to the park. When we're finished at the park, we take this picture off. And then you get this reward because you wore your shoes. And she takes that picture off and you give her what she's getting. And you use this for as long as you need to. Now, this is good because sometimes... That little one and a half year old might just not know, well, why do I have to wear these shoes? And this is visually showing her the, now and next. the shoes have to go on mm. to go to this place. 
and then we can take them off. And a Polaroid camera is amazing for this because you don't have to wait to print them out. You can just, yeah. you know, do it really fast. So, so let me ask you this, Tina, because this isn't you just making this up off the no, dome. No, we use this You've a lot. You've watched this work. There's a lot, in early years education, there are a lot of children who just can't understand verbally or, or comprehend the demand you're putting on them. And they just need to see it visually. So it's called a visual chart. And you just, very simple, like sometimes we just keep them to two steps, two photos. But in this case, I think she actually needs to see the shoes, mm, the, the reason and the reward. Yeah. Um. Now, if that doesn't work, what does this mom do? Because this is really hard. She doesn't like to hear her cry out, but really your child is refusing to listen to a safety mm. thing. And, and has realized that crying enough will eventually yeah. work. Yeah, and they're so clever at this age. They really are. Like if you if she's not willing to do the visual board, which really does work, but mommy has to remain in charge of that. The child mm. is allowed to take the pictures off, but mommy has to be the one to put them on mm. and choose the activities. Um, then she can, you can sit that child down and say, if you want to go to the park, you have to wear your shoes. Do you want to go to the park? Yeah. Then you have to wear your shoes. Not wearing the shoes. Wait till they stop crying. Do you want to mm. go to the park? And it's what she's very saying simple. is that with a new child. Mm. that's harder to do. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, this is a wider question for you, Tina, that people who have a newborn Mm. can tend to be like, can we really, we just don't have time to go into this with the older kid. Well, it's very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. That's why I feel for so much. And it could just be that this little girl, being so clever, has realised this is where I get attention. Mummy has taken so much attention has gone to the baby, but mummy really wants me to wear these shoes. And when I don't wear the shoes, I get so much attention. And not only that, I get carried by mummy. I get close up like the baby, you know. I mean, what are our kids always looking for? They're always looking for our attention. And it's so tough because, of course, you're trying your best to give them. But they just want that eye contact. Mm. And more often than not, when that poor mummy is stressed out and trying to get those shoes on, the kid's probably delighted because she's got her mother completely to herself in those moments. And it doesn't make sense as a parent. You think, no, they couldn't enjoy that but they do because they don't even know they're enjoying it they just know i've got mommy and daddy all to myself right now it's tricky because how can you figure out a way to praise them to make it that they're getting more attention for putting them on well it is just you have to make that conscious decision yourself to be like i only praise her when she has the shoes on it's what I kind of spoke about Unpack Any the other day. This mm-hmm. idea of, um, I'm forgetting it again, but the delayed, delayed gratification, right, for these things. Like, we are over-praising our children. We we still do it. I'm I'm telling other parents not to over-praise their kids, and we still do it with our kid because we've got this one child and everything he does impresses us. It's just, but that's what being a parent is. But if you go back to the Montessori thing, my training Montessori approach is when you praise a child for doing something that was easy, they're like, what? They're confused. They're yeah. so confused. They're like, well, that she's was, impressed that with that. Nothing. Yeah. So it's really important to just acknowledge things sometimes and not praise them and mm. save that praise for when they do something you actually want them to do. I know this mom said that she tried different shoes, but is there anything to be said for those little softy shoes that aren't yeah. quite shoes? They're I, like socks. I was going to say that those are what we use to transition Mikey for shoes. Because if you remember, first of all, because Charlotte's obsessed with sneakers, <laughs> we got a lot of gorgeous gifts from our friends, a lot of sneakers. Mikey 
Mikey had no time for them. Much like this baby, he was like kicking them off, didn't want them. So what we did when he was much younger than this, we got the socks with the grips. Mm. And then we transitioned to those little leather shoes you can get, which might just work for these people. It might just work because... At least there's something on her foot. I would suggest shoes need to go on in the morning. They're not just something for outside. The child needs to be taught that, you know, you this get to wear these shoes. Dressed. Yeah, this yeah. is part of you getting dressed now. Maybe, go, you know, show her this thing of keeping you safe really helps with kids. Telling your child, the reason you have to wear shoes is because my job is to keep you safe. That's you my job. S- sprinkle some Lego or no, s- sharp objects honestly, around <laughs> so but, that she understands but, this is too painful. But she is going to hurt herself. Yeah. It is a safety issue. I'm thinking Home Alone, the I mean, Christmas decorations. It is. <laughs> micro machines. <laughs> It is a lot, though, because she mentioned yeah. that the child isn't being allowed a crash. I know. That She's means, not getting her lunch break. That means trained professionals aren't able to get yeah. her shoes on. So her. this is serious. So I hope this really helps. And if it, uh, as always, Tina's going to get back to this mom. Oh, yes, if I have. This doesn't. I haven't been in touch with this mom yet, and I am going to be. But what I can reassure this mother is that in my 20 years of working in early years with children, maybe as young as two and a half up, there have been plenty of days where I have had to sit in during lunchtime with a very step stubborn child who mm. refuses to put on their shoes. And if you can find the time and the calmness in yourself to just keep doing, would you like to go outside? Then you need to put on your shoes. They will cave as long as you don't get angry, as long as you make it as boring as you possibly will can. They will put on their shoes. Wow. And when they do put on your shoes, their shoes, and they stand up and they're ready to go, you give them a big hug and you say, I am so proud of you. Thank you for listening. Now off you go and have fun. Is there anything to be said? And we'll probably cut this out. That those teachers that are denying this kid the lunch break outside is actually making inside more crack. I doubt it's more crack. From knowing how that works, I actually feel for that mom. Like if the people in the crash can't get her to do it there's no way it makes more sense for them to keep her inside mm. they want all the kids outside so yeah. this is a big problem i think the visual board is a good start if that doesn't work get back to me because maybe there's a sensory issue here with the feet maybe mm. she actually needs to go to the doctor maybe there's something she needs some kind of feet exercises maybe her foot is genuinely hurting yeah, so her. there's there's potentially other other yeah. things here but if you're having trouble getting your kid to do something or other mm. get in touch with us yeah because You'd be amazed how many of these emails that we're getting around. My kid won't do X. My kid won't do Y. My kid won't wear a coat. Won't just look after themselves in that way. And it is important to remember that with this email, someday this mom is going to remember this. And yeah. it's going to be the cutest part of that At little girl. Their 21st birthday party. Yeah, she's going to be like, you wouldn't put on you your shoes. Wear shoes. I had and to you email Tina. Someday, like, these are the moments we go, oh, my God, can yeah. you believe that? This, he- too, will pass. Yeah. Yeah, it will pass. Yeah. It will. So our second email this week, I'm going to read it out because I've had this email for a while and it's the hardest one I've gotten in. Uh, so it's it's a breastfeeding email, which I always find tricky. And it just says, hey, Dean and Charlotte, I heard you on Pat Kenny after Christmas, and I really enjoyed catching up on your podcast ever since. They're fantastic. It always feels weird to read out a compliment, doesn't it? I always it? read out the compliment. <laughs> but that's really nice to hear. So she says, thank you for all the advice. She has two boys 
who are seven and five, and a little girl who's two and a half. And she has managed to breastfeed all of them while having IVF to try and get pregnant with them all. So because of the IVF, she's had to be quite swift with the first two. And the oldest child, she stopped feeding them at nine months and the second child, 11 months, which I think is pretty amazing, to be fair. That's Mm -hmm. a long time to breastfeed. So well done, this mummy. Now, in this email, she says that the second child found not getting breastfed anymore. Very upsetting. And uh, the process was very unsettling for him. And she also found it very traumatic. So when she had her third child, she having to have IVF as well, she had to stop breastfeeding him. And uh, she's I can sense from this email that she is worried about stopping with her. So when you say it was it was difficult, what do you mean? What's in the email? I know you're trying to protect all the details. Well, it's yeah, it is a very intimate email. So she just said that, you know, with the second child, when she stopped breastfeeding him, he stopped coming to her and would just go to daddy all the time. Mm. And he he'd only come to me when he was very upset if daddy wasn't around. That's rough. Really rough, even for a hug or anything like that. Just daddy. And she obviously found this very upsetting as well. Now with their little girl, she wanted to let her just wean herself. This is obviously they're not going to have any more IVF. Three bouts of IVF and maybe it's so much more that we don't mm-hmm. even know about. It's so hard. So this mom must be so tired. That's all I get from this email is that yeah. this mom must be so tired. So she has said that she wanted to do baby-led weaning of this breastfeeding with her her child. What does that mean? As in, she's kind of allowing her the space to stop breastfeeding when she doesn't want to Right, so you give the bottle as the option. Mm, Yeah. yeah. However, she's been showing no signs of wanting to do this. She does drink water and milk from a normal cup and from a sippy cup, but if she's tired or upset, she only wants to breastfeed. Some nights she can go all the way through the night till five or six in the morning before wanting a feed. However, she could wake up during the night and jump out of bed into my room and she'll want the feed and she'll fall asleep beside us. So they're really tired. We do offer her a suitor and milk in a bottle, but again, this doesn't always work. In October, I started reading some books about stopping breastfeeding. My milk will go away and booby moon. She doesn't seem to take much notice of them. I've been following the advice of don't offer, don't refuse, which is fabulous. That's the method of stopping breastfeeding. Don't offer and don't refuse. But she's really not reducing the amount of feeds at all. We don't know what to do. I don't want to make this upsetting or traumatizing for her. But Mm -hmm. we don't know what we should do to try and help her wean. It doesn't feel like she will do it herself naturally if we continue with this approach. So I really feel like the trauma of the previous child. Yes. And what happened? She's so worried. She's carrying that. And she's projecting. Imagine the rejection of your child running by you. But Jerry, you know, while this did happen and she can und- she can pinpoint a reason for it, sometimes at that age, that can just happen anyway. He can just be a dad's kid. Yeah, they can just yeah. all of a sudden start favoring Prefer the dad. dad. Yeah. They just can. And they do come back, but it can be so upsetting because you're like, in our house. <laughs> oh, you know well it did. <laughs> he barely trusts me now. <laughs> <laughs> you know well it did. But yeah, I just felt so sorry for her. And like I say, with this question, I didn't want to come back to it too fast because I was worried about, first of all, this woman sounds like she's tried everything. Right. There's also this fear in her that she doesn't want to get it wrong with this child. Yeah, so it's I was a like, lot of responsibility for you answering this. Yeah, well... Yeah, and also I didn't really get to breastfeed Mikey that long. Mm. So I don't feel like this is an area of expertise personally for me, but I Mm. do have 
a lot of expertise helping other moms through it because mm. and in the behavior of children in yeah general. yeah so i think it's amazing that she's got to two and a half and this little girl has got to be breastfed the whole time that's amazing the don't offer don't refuse is brilliant but sometimes we forget that just because you're told don't refuse it doesn't mean that doesn't mean come in with a distraction you know they're not saying okay don't offer the breast, but if it's asked for, give it straight away. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. try and distract the child. There's nuance to the don't refuse. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean, okay, you asked for it, so I better give it. It's like, see if you can get away with distracting them with another activity. Yeah. Now, but never say PFO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it's, like it's, it's not never refuse even mm. the slightest suggestion that that might be what they want. Yeah. But if all else fails. If all else fails. Exactly. Don't refuse. And then there are just other things that I'm sure this mom knows. And a part of me took ages getting back to this mom and approaching this question on the podcast because I just didn't want to be sound like, you know, condescending. Yeah. And the waggy finger. Yeah. We are not that podcast. No. That's not who you are either. Yeah. But also she's, she's trying everything. Yeah. So I didn't want to be coming to her with something she's already tried. But there are things that really do work. Changing, shaking the routine up. So in the morning, it's disassociating what that child, that child's um, fixed pattern with mm -hmm. breastfeeding is. Yeah. So in the morning, if the normal thing is for your child to come in and have a little snuggle and a, a bit of time on the boob, get up before your kid. This is two and a half year old child. Get the breakfast table ready. Be already dressed and when your kid gets up, just direct them downstairs to the table and just don't say anything about the boob. You are going to change the patterns yeah, here. Yeah, game show host that, I'd yeah, imagine. Yeah, you're changing this it all. This is more fun than anything. Like the older two boys are in school. She's got time with this little girl mm. on her own. Get out of the house. Do things around the times when feeds normally are. Very good. Where you're not in the house, you're not there. Um, don't wear clothes that are easily accessible for the child. We've all seen it. We've all seen the kid who knows how to button down their shirt, the blouse or whatever, and reach in for the boob. Um, and also, don't dress in front of your kid. Don't shower in front of your kid. All these things matter. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but they all no, matter. No, I mean, it's just such a new world to me, and what you're advising makes an awful lot of sense, but I have nothing to add here. It's so tricky, though, because it's nighttime, isn't it? It's nighttime when it's the hardest, yeah. but what can you do? This is a two-and-a-half-year-old kid, so you're going to have yeah, to lean, in, yeah. lean into your partner. He's going to try have to try and do the bed, bedtime for a little while. If she's associating bedtime with the boob, you need to sh shake it up, change the routine. No, don't be there at yeah. bedtime. And have you passed this information on to this? Yeah, lady? I have. I've gotten in touch with this lady. And is there any word on how it's going? Um, not, not yet, yet, but she was really lovely to me about it. She understood yeah. my head is hesitancy. It makes a lot of sense. And I think it has a wider implication for questions that we get around. My kid is in this habit. I cannot mm. break the habit. Yeah. When you're saying shake up the routines yeah. to disassociate what is a, a habit or a, a behavior that you want them not to do, mm. the pr same principles apply. Yeah. And I did also say to this mom, maybe you were not ready yet. Mm. You know, that's true. I mean, it's pretty amazing. She's managed breastfeed for this long, having been through all that IVF and everything. Yeah. Wow. What a lady. But maybe she's not ready yet. This is obviously traumatizing for her. She's saying... This is the last baby. This is yeah. the last one. So I said, that's okay too. And also if it's the opposite and she is ready and nothing is working, your child is nearly three. 
it is okay for you to sit down with them and just have real talk. Mm. Mommy's milk is gone. It's not there anymore. And that's in those books that you mentioned. Yeah, but it's okay to do that too. I mean, they prefer you to use the don't ask, don't refuse approach. But it's absolutely fine if none of that is working. Maybe your child is the kind of child who just needs limited amount of milk. This milk is for the babies and you are not a baby anymore. You're this amazing little girl and these are the things you need to drink. You're always saying this, Tina. Like you're always saying this. And it's so something that needs to be repeated. Hmm. These kids at this age under selling them. They I know. can yeah. understand complex theory. Oh, well, it's it's always so funny to me when I meet little people from my class out in the real world. <laughs> because when they're in my classroom and my age group is two and a half to five year olds when I'm teaching and I'm in there with these tiny little people, but I'm treating them as grown ups. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to do all these tasks and <laughs> sit and learn these lessons and everything. And then I'll bump into them in the supermarket. and I'll be like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's so tiny. <laughs> He, he works in my office. Yeah. <laughs> when I meet him in the shop, yeah. he's in the trolley in the baby chair, and you're like, yeah. he'd be doing the shelves. Yeah, I'm completely <laughs> talking to him like he's a grown up. I'm expecting so much independence and thinking, own thinking on his behalf, and all these things. And then I'll see him with his mom, and I'm like, oh God, he's got a suitor in his mouth. <laughs> well, I love the other part of this that you said, which I can relate to, and that is dialing back the urgency and the expectation on this and the only thing I can relate Mm. that to is running and deciding I'm going to run a marathon in four hours and you put yourself under this intense strain Mm. that you've set up this timeline for yourself and suddenly you're like well maybe this isn't right but somehow you forget you're the one creating the timeline and that maybe when it comes to this breastfeeding a little further down the road might make life an awful lot easier for everyone. Yeah. My my worry for this mom is that she has put her body through so much for these kids already. She has given so much of herself for these children. Yeah. And we know as parents, they don't really appreciate that. Ever. Like they love us back, but they're not going to go, thanks for all that stuff you put yourself through for me. Until they have their own kids, maybe. So I would urge her, if she can to do it for herself she needs some time with her own body again Mm. but I mean if it's not the right time for her I don't think she needs to push it but if she if it is the right time for her she's already doing so much of it right just maybe amp up the distraction get out of the house more don't be available to her wear different clothes and just change the routine set up loads of disassociations is that a word Mm. And um, get daddy more involved at nighttime. It's always a nighttime. That's a scary time. And also, there is nothing wrong with real talk. If your child was in my class, I'd be talking to them like they were grown up. Don't be afraid. Their comprehension level is amazing. They know what's right and wrong. They know what's expected of them. Super, super stuff, Tina. If you have any other breastfeeding issues similar to this, Mm. don't hesitate to email the show. Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. Hey, Tina and Jar, I love the podcast so much. Hey, Pat, I love the show. <laughs> I have three girls, five and a half, four and a half, two and a half. I fell into the pampers trap of using pull-ups. So only night trained the eldest last year. It went surprisingly easily. Only two night accidents. Pretty cool. 
I have tried twice to train the middle child and failed. She takes after me and is a frequent peer. Thanks for that bit of info, Emailer. <laughs> she is a really deep sleeper, so I invested in the alarm pants. I know. I didn't I even know no about clue. these. alarm pants. I feel um, like I want a pair just I for think the crack. Alarm, in, in the regular run of things in the singleton life, I would imagine <laughs> alarm pants are when you see uh, the person you're dating's pants and you realise, <laughs> oh my God, he's gross. <laughs> but what alarm pants are in the baby world is... If she pees in the pants, an alarm goes off. I know, I didn't know about these. How cool is that? I kind of love it. What does the alarm sound like? It's not a siren. I don't know. We need to look it up. After four changes a night, she set the alarm off and soaked the bed and still slept through it. Okay. I gave up. I heard your advice about trying to do daytime around the same time as nighttime. Mm, yeah, I mean? always say that. If you're going to toilet train, just do both at the same time. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's scary so, for parents, but actually the child just thinks you trust them. So right. they're like, why would I wear a nappy at bedtime? Right, yes. yes. So she says, I decided to try it with the youngest. This piqued the middle child's interest. And she wanted to try it again, too. Isn't mm. that cool? Uh, I think we can all agree training them both at the same time would be a recipe for sleep deprivation. Yeah. This time the alarm is waking her and she will get up and go to the toilet Massive. and do her bait. That's perfect. Huge, yeah. right? Yeah, that's She great. also stops herself when the alarm goes off. So I have been getting away with just changing the pants and PJ bottoms. The bed is dry. Woohoo. I have been cutting her off with the drinks, I'm going to have to cut you off. Yeah. You bet well, too much I at 5pm. Yeah. I know this is early, but again, I refer to the frequent peeing and I'm. it's supposed to be a short term measure. She will do two peas before bed, one before we read the book and one after. She's still setting the alarm off once or twice a night. This has gone on for three weeks and I am not loving the broken sleep. Yeah. I am trying to stay positive and focused on the huge improvements, but I am wondering whether she is just not ready and I should put her back into the pull-ups and try the youngest before she gets into the habit of peeing in her nappy at night. I tried the lifting method. And this poor mummy. She's even going in and lifting her onto the toilet. Oh, I didn't know that that's what the yeah. lifting method is. Tried the lifting method and can get her to wee, but she will still set the alarm off later in the night. Imagine how sleep deprived this woman yeah, is. Yeah, poor thing. I would ideally like her to wake up when she needs to pee, but is that asking too much? The youngest is still having the odd daytime accident. Poos are a work in progress. She will go in a potty and even go... On her own, which is awesome, but we're we're not quite ready to poo on the big toilet, even with the step and smaller seat. Do I wait until she has 100% mastered daytime or give nighttime a go now? Sorry for the long email. No apologies needed. Hopefully you can help because there's two problems, right? There's two kids Yeah, here. so I'll start with the youngest first because amazing that she's gone ahead and done that and the weeing and even getting to poo in the potty is incredible um what was she saying there do i get her to go at night time so she hasn't done the night and day together what i would say to her is if she is getting i always say to parents don't start nighttime training or daytime training really until you've noticed 
that your child can go the whole night and have a dry nappy in the morning. And that's definitely not happening. If that's not happening, wait for that to happen. Encourage it to happen. Talk about it. Talk about how. And her worry is it's never going to happen. No, but I'm talking about the younger child right now, Jared. Oh, okay, right. So you're talking about the middle child. I'm saying to watch out if she wants to try and go without the nappy at night time for the younger child. She'll know the child is ready if the nappy is dry in the morning. That's the number one sign. Check it for three days in a row. If she gets there three days in a row, go for your life, okay? Okay. And well done this mom. This mom sounds amazing. But also being that sleep deprived and yeah. managing to write this email. Yeah, <laughs> she cares so much. Also, what's really important is she's like, for me, if I read that without the mom explaining that she also has this problem, I'd be like, you need to get your child to the hospital. This is not normal. But luckily, she's put my mind at ease because she's like, I have a similar problem. Now, I would never, ever, ever tell someone to leave their child in a nappy or pampers, pull up, sorry. But this is very different. She has tried alarm pants. She's tried lifting her. She's talked about it to the child. She's she has held back the water. What's that restricted yeah, her yeah. water intake to 5 p.m. She's done everything you can possibly yeah. do. The only thing she hasn't done it maybe I don't know, is bring her to a doctor. I think maybe bring her to a doctor just in case, mm, because be it's idea. not normal to me to wet that to be able to sleep through an alarm while wetting. Doesn't sound normal to me, but then I have to do, keep in mind this mom says she's similar and she gets up a lot during the night. Mm. I mean, I hate that. If I wake up during the night needing to pee, I am angry. I'm like, damn it, my sleep is interrupted. <laughs> I need my sleep. Yeah, you guys don't think Tina gets angry, but she does. <laughs> I do. With her, with her own bladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like being woken up. Yeah. Damn you, bladder. You definitely don't like being woken up. Mm-mm. That's the advice I give to men all the time. Mm. Don't. Wake her up. Yeah. Take your own advice. <laughs> okay, stop waking me up. Um, so I'm going to go really, what's the word? Unconventional. Unconventional. I think this mom needs to feel okay about leaving this child in pull-ups at night time. Till when? Till the child is old enough. To be mortified. No, to be more uh, able to... A little bit more mature and able to get out of her bed and not be afraid to go to the toilet and things like this and wake herself up. I think that maybe mommy needs to sit down with this little girl and have a chat with her about this. What happens to you is not normal. And I'm so sorry. It's really tough because it's not fair. Look at your sisters. They're able to manage at nighttime, but it's not actually your fault. For whatever reason, your bladder and my bladder need to go to the toilet a lot during the night. I've had it my whole life. It's really not fun. And now you have it too, so I can understand. Okay, can I ask you, is it that, like when you say this is unconventional, I would say, is it not risky? What? To give her the green card and go, She's not giving her the green ups. card. I'm worried this child's going to feel bad about herself. I think mommy needs to say to her, like tell her, like, I know this isn't normal, but it's, but mommy has it too. So I understand mm. your sisters don't have this and it's so not fair, mm. but if you're not able to wake up, we're going to have to put the pull-ups on because mommy can't keep waking four, ni- yeah. four times during the night and changing the sheets. Jared, changing the sheets. Just because you put the pull-up on, you're not green lighting her to wean it. You're saying, can we please try everything we're doing? Mm. Can we please keep trying to go to the toilet? But if it happens, at least the bed is not soaked. I mean, that's just 
Like she's having to shower this child every morning, I'd yeah, imagine. You're airing out the mattress the every day. I mean, if it's out of her control, what can you do? Yeah. Like she's yeah. tried everything. Mm. I mean, like a urinary specialist might be listening to this now. Yeah. We yeah. might have someone who's a GP who listens to the show. Yeah. And it could get in touch with us and go, I've seen this. What's that? A urologist. Urologist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that is worth putting that word out there because mm. this mom is epic, as you say. Yeah. She incredible. is coping with all this broken sleep and trying everything and not yeah. quitting on it. Not so quitting on m- it. Maybe there is a, a thing here that, and maybe someone else listening to this has been through this. Yeah. Similar. And that'd we be got great. Getting to pull the info. Absolutely. And I feel like you know. I think everything this mom has built is amazing. And that's why the conversation with her child is important, because you're going to say, look, you know the right thing to do. You know, Weeby's going to the toilet. You know that when you fill your wee during the night, you're supposed to hold it and get to the toilet. For whatever reason, your bladder and my bladder don't work in our favorite nighttime. They're not really good to it. Like, let the little girl know this isn't fair. Mm. Uh, mommy yeah. knows Others aren't trying. going through this, but you are. Yeah, others yeah. aren't going through this. Okay. It's harder for us. So to save our sanity, we're going to wear the pull-up, but I want you to try and not use it. Okay? But at least if she has to wear the pull-up for a little while, at least her sanity is a bit yeah. better. And at least you've opened a dialogue on I it. couldn't cope with that much interrupted sleep. I couldn't. You can't cope with interrupted sleep this now. Mom, <laughs> this mom has oh my God. three children, Jar. Oh, I know. She's amazing. I don't amazing. know how anyone does it. I She's don't know. a boss lady. All of you up. guys that are <laughs> coping like, with more than one child, that is a mystery to yeah, me. I used to do look- a joke that I knew I was sleep deprived when I found myself driving by a hospital thinking... I wouldn't mind a night in there. And that joke was funny because that happened. I was in the back of the car looking at the matter hospital. Fondly. I was like, oh, the oh, good old days God, when I used get to end a little up. drip into me. Put on the in-betweeners yeah. is what you used to watch. Oh, the good old days when I was up there in the matter hospital. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so point, like... I don't think that is defeat, though. No. Nope. Because this is different. Yeah. And that's why this podcast is so important, because that mom felt safe enough asking us, because she is asking. What to do? Uh, Is it okay? Is it okay to do this? So, as I say, let's throw the net out. Yeah. See if anyone else has anything similar to this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, get in touch with us. Honeyyourruiningourkid at gmail.com is the way to get in touch. Of course, uh, we are on Patreon, too. That's how the show is supported. If you want to go over there and get bonus episodes with a whole range of other questions uh, and access to all the Irishman Abroad episodes, including Steve Coogan, who's coming on the show next week. That episode will be out next Sunday. Do it. But we really want to know if you've seen something similar, particularly yeah. if you're a urologist. Can I just say, though, Steve Coogan's not coming on Honey, or Rooney, our kid. He's no. Like, <laughs> he's coming no. on Irishman Abroad. That would be That funny. would be hilarious. <laughs> So this is the end of our show. We are back from Berlin. We know we started this show. We were going to Berlin. Yes. In the meantime, (laughs) we recorded bits and starts of this episode while we went to Deutschland to uh, bring the comedy to the people of Chamonix who did not know the meaning of the word crack, it turns out, or gobshite. And and much to my delight, Charlotte and Mikey spoke with German accents the whole time All the time, making up words. Which wasn't annoying at all. (laughs) Schiedenfarben? Schiedenfarben? 
I mean, it bugs you so intensely. Mm. I was amazed. We were just taking the piss, but you were just I think at one point I walked into the wall on on purpose. purpose. (laughs) I was like, make (laughs) this stop. Um, You know, sleep deprivation came up uh, in the show today. Mm. And you've been suffering with that yourself at the moment, but nothing compared to what these moms and dads are dealing with. I have been burning the midnight oil myself and have not been myself at all over the last week like the work has been just so mental things yeah, have been, you've been so crazy here the there and everywhere touring and the you know i would just jumped into the hot seat for moncrief all, all of a sudden oh, yeah that was great uh the on news talk which is one of the big national stations here in ireland and uh, i thought there is a question in here for honey rooney arcade and parents that are dealing with sleep deprivation mm-hmm. and watching their partners screw up in ways like, Tina, you did a beautiful post for our anniversary. Oh, my God. And you said, excuse this saptastic post. Yeah. And I was so sleep deprived and so all over the shop that I quickly read it and thought you had said something very archaic. A word I would never use. About special needs. Pe- yeah. Saptastic. You can imagine what I thought <laughs> she said. I'm not going to say the word. So we are. Yeah, myself and Mike, you're in the hotel room. Lights are out. Jarlett's gone downstairs to, to edit re- to edit the, the song running in. podcast. Yeah, and he comes into the room like burst in the door. Yeah, literally, like you're rolling in on the lights. Like Tina, you can't use that word. I was like, Gotta I get this post down. Or don't know what you're talking. About. He was like, what? <laughs> I thought it was nice. Yeah. Then he tells me the word he thinks I've used. I was like, there's just no way. I would never. There's just that. no way. And then I. Read the message. I'm like, no, Jared, it didn't happen. Get out of here, you dope. (laughs) But why did you bring that up? Well, I did wonder if you had any advice for people who are experiencing sleep deprivation. Well, Jared, if we're this is like real like couple counseling here, but you work, you work crazy hours. You like you get up most days at half five Mm. and then you don't go to bed till one o'clock. There's Mm. your problem, mate. Yeah, but I'm not really talking about that. But I'm you're talk- working consistently. People don't realize you working all that time and then you squeeze in running, running. Yeah. Oh, and 23 kilometers a day. You're tired because you're working too yeah, hard. Yeah, but I'm not talking about me. I am more talking about it. Made me empathize with people. because That was like full. Uh, I don't use the term much baby brain level. Mm. Uh, don't say that to Kate Middleton. <laughs> uh, but ba- ba- I felt like I had felt during the week. Like I felt when my son was really tiny. You know that headache that never goes away. That feeling that your eyes are never fully open. Uh, And the only thing that's keeping your engine running is is the food and coffee that's going into your body. Well, that is a point. I don't know if moms are thinking about themselves enough when they're minding their babooks. Are you putting enough fuel in there? Are you putting enough fuel in the tank? Are you Mm. drinking enough coffee? Yeah. I mean, thank God for coffee during those early days what so, would we do without it so that's your that's the final tip and well this, is make i can't sure. pretend that there's any magic fix there isn't the reality is you're gonna feel so tired and no one's gonna help you and you'll want somebody to help you but nobody will i remember episode one of this podcast it's available on patreon i think what? we re-released it oh yeah that's the, the thing of these 
parents that get so hung up on sleep deprivation mm. that they're like, I just want my sleep. Back. Oh, oh, and I said and the you thing said, of, get over I it. wish someone, I didn't say get over <laughs> it, which you feck up. <laughs> I did not say that. I said, I wish somebody had told me, you're not going to get your sleep back for ages. Mm. Stop wanting the sleep that's not coming. Yeah. Because then I would have just relaxed. But instead I was like, any day now, I'm going to, like we just talked about the hospital thing. That was a real thing where I looked at the hospital and thought, I got to get a week in hospital. At yeah. least there I would get sleep and I wouldn't feel bad about it. Because that's the thing. The guilt. You feel so bad about it. I would love to be one of those moms who can nap when the baby naps. Who are they? Do they exist? Who are those moms? Yeah. There's like so much to be done in that window of but time. But also, if they are managing that, that's amazing. But how do they do it? How does that the happen? The worst thing that can happen in your relationship is if you find your partner asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that grounds for divorce? That's what well, I want to know. Well, it's a comic, so you'd go away quite a bit. You wouldn't it's, tell me how nice the hotels I are. Couldn't. He, he would ring me and be like, oh, this place is awful. Total like, dive. I can't get You'd hate sleep. it here. And then I'd be like, I'd look into his phone and I'd be like, this looks like a palace. Where <laughs> were you? <laughs> anyway, oh, this is a mad question. I don't have advice for that because... If you have a lovely, lovely mother or mother-in-law or aunt or sister or somebody who takes your baby out for a while and you get to sleep, that's amazing. Mm. But you're going to be tired for a while. But I think the advice is, if I was to hazard a guess on the advice to the people that are like, yeah, this sleep deprivation thing is actually ruining my life and sending me crazy and I'm mm. making much, much worse mistakes than confusing the word saptastic with another word that <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. I would say, just like your your answer in this about... It's it will pass. There it will is, pass. The sun is rising. It does feel like it's never ending. Yeah. But it's it is glacial in its progress. Mm. But then there comes a morning. It mm -hmm. is coming mm -hmm. when you wake up and you had a night's sleep. Yes. And there also comes a morning comes. when your children are that little bit older and you can say things like play in your room for a little while. I need more sleep. Yeah. And why not say that to yeah. your kid? Why should your kid not think that you need more rest? Mm. Like, it's not okay to wake up this early. Like, or where your partner is sound enough to go and take them off somewhere. Yeah, that that's have. the dream. Yeah. I feel like this <laughs> Valentine's Day, you just thought I was a crap romantic and I messed I know, up. Jared. Like, well, what are you using the podcast <laughs> for? Well, final story. <laughs> final story before we get no, out of here. Stop final, with the final story. story. Final, stop. final no, story. Stop with the stories. Final story before we get out of here. I wanted to put a bouquet of flowers in the room. Oh my God. <laughs> I go to the man at the chairman uh, reception task and I say, uh, I didn't speak like that. I said, mm. I want to put a 50 euro of bouquet in the, in the room while we're at breakfast. You bring them up. You make that happen. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, how much? Mm. It was 50, a lovely hotel. 50, 50 euros. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. No, kind of problem. And uh, I go to bed. I'm like, right, well, at least that's sorted. And we'll go out for breakfast. Go back from breakfast, no sign of this. And the guy looks at me blankly as I walk in the door. I didn't like, even, like we'd never met. And I didn't even think of flowers because I didn't think you would know how to organize yeah, flowers in another that's country. That's the level of faith. <laughs> 
but yeah. I didn't. So when I come mm. back, you're we, yeah. I, well, we, a bunch of stuff happens. Eventually, I have to go to a reception and go. What is happening with the flowers? And they go. Oh yeah, they are in the office. And I'm like, oh yeah, just like the plan. For fuck's sake. I'll go get them. I did not want her to see them. I'd like her to see them on Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> yeah, it's nearly like it's three nearly o'clock. five o'clock yeah. at this point. Out this girl comes with a sprig. That is the only <laughs> way you can describe this 50 euro bouquet. I a actually love A sprig them. of dead flowers. Yeah. They were like flowers ready to be dried and put in a book. Mm. And I scratched my head and I said, I don't know what the flower prices are in Germany, but... Is this a 50 euro bouquet? <laughs> and she goes, oh, gross Gott. <laughs> I thought you said uh, 15. <laughs> 15. I was like, has this dude ever bought flowers for anyone in his life? Oh, yeah. A 15 euro <laughs> sprig of nonsense is what met Tina in the room. Yeah, but I came into the room and uh, the lady had been to tidy it up. And I was like, oh, my God, what a sweetheart this lady is. I presumed she'd gathered some flowers from her garden <laughs> and put them in a little tiny, like, That's n- minute. That's crap it looked. And I was like, I was in the middle of saying that when you were like, no, Tina, those are your flowers <laughs> from me. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I hope you like dead tiny flowers. I actually loved them, but I it was very funny. Very funny. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah, I I have to point out that I didn't get any flowers off you, but (laughs) that's just the inequality of the world we live in. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for sending your emails. Thanks for coming out to the shows. Mm. Thanks for getting in touch and for I've had people coming up to me at my stand up show going, Tina's a legend, by the way. Uh, and I love that. Oh, um, no, um, we got so many emails in over midterm because I said, you know, keep sending them in. I'll get back mm-hmm. to you. I have so many to get back right, to. Well, so please don't worry. I will get back to you. Bumper episodes on the way. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get all of these done. And, and, don't, and the homework thing is is moving. Yeah. And we're getting emails. We're actually getting emails from people who are abroad saying they're actually considering moving home. But this homework thing <laughs> they hear us talking about has put the frighteners into them. And they're like, how bad is it? And then they're describing their situation where they are. And I'm like, don't, don't come back. Don't come home. Don't come yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going, you better sort it out before we get back. I know. Uh, but, uh, we, we will. We're going to do it. <laughs> Mark my words. Uh, thank you so much again, Tina, for doing this. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day and anniversary. Yeah. 23 years myself and Jared have been going out together. 23 years since I changed your life. (laughs) I do love you, Jared. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so Uh, much for tuning in. Please, please recommend the podcast. If you know somebody that needs it in their life, please do that for us this week. Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman Abroad podcast presented in association with GoLab. Editing, research, and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. Find us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad today. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com because hey, in all fairness, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshite.